every single marketer and every single brand should be attempting to earn a disproportionate share of conversation. If you work for an organization where they say, bring us a chart that goes up and to the right, you have a challenge. Half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is, I don't know which half. I am here to inspire you, to excite you, to motivate you, to transform you, to energize you. Hello and welcome to Demand Gen Visionaries. This episode features an interview with Robin Daniels, CMO of Matterport. Robin has built an impressive two-decade career at industry-defining tech companies across the U.S. and Europe, previously serving as CMO of WeWork and in leadership positions at LinkedIn, Salesforce, and Box. He joined Matterport in early 2020 to lead worldwide marketing strategy at a time of rapid growth for the company. On this episode, Robin shares how his go-all-in-or-don't-go-at-all mindset helped lead Matterport to rocket ship growth in 2020, and which strategies, channels, and tactics he's doubling down on for 2021. But before we get into it, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Qualified.com. If you are a B2B marketer who has always dreamed of knowing when a qualified prospect is on your site and being able to talk to them instantly, now you can. Learn more at Qualified.com. And now, please enjoy this interview between Robin Daniels, CMO of Matterport, and your host, Ian Faison. Welcome to Demand Gen Visionaries. I'm Ian Faison, CEO of Caspian Studios, and I am joined by special guest, Robin, how are you? Hey, Ian. Good to see you, man. Good to see you as well. Uh, excited to chat with you today. So you are another one of the uh, the famous Marketraz marketers from back in the day from Salesforce. Is that true? That is true. I escaped. You know, I got off the island. But <laughs> somehow you always get pulled back because there's just so much greatness there. Yeah, that's so funny. Well, we've had uh, we've had a bunch of uh, for our listeners who who don't know, it was the marketing team at Salesforce from back in the day, and many of the CMO guests that we've had uh, on the show were a part of that. Robin was part of that little little squad. It's like a coaching tree of all the people who have gone on to do amazing things. You've been a, a really cutting edge marketer for a long time, and we're so excited to have you on the show today to talk about Matterport. Demand Gen and your career. So let's get into it. What was your first job in Demand Gen? So my first job in Demand Gen was back in Denmark. Uh, I'm from Copenhagen, Denmark originally, even though I spent the last 20 years of my career in Silicon Valley working for some tech companies you might know, like Salesforce, you mentioned, Box, LinkedIn, and so on. But my first job in Demand Gen was working in a movie theater. My job was to make sure that every theater was full to capacity. This was in 94, 95. So you had movies like Seven and Usual Suspects were out and they were often full because people wanted to go see them. So what did you do when people would show up and they couldn't get in to see the movie they wanted to see? You had to try to sell them on these movies that were still available. Like we had a Species. I don't know if you remember that movie. Oh, yeah. Kind of horror <laughs> flick, sci-fi, weird one. Fair Game with Cindy Crawford and William Baldwin, which is a horrible movie. It's got like 4.0 on IMDb. So... That was probably my first lesson. Like, you really had to sell it and get excited by you. Your enthusiasm comes through and how good you are at actually selling a product. So, you know, it's funny when I, my dad, brother, and I went to go to the movies back in the day and, uh, and my mom and my brother and dad went to see Species. Uh, and I, and then my mom was like, you're going to come see Indian in the <laughs> cupboard with me. <laughs> um, they're like a little it was it was such a horrible movie but i know it, yeah. it, it did quite well actually because it captured just a moment you know of like this weird sci-fi slash sex slash like tying into teen dreams whatever it was it was weird it was super weird yeah that's funny so flash forward to today you know uh your cmo of matterport you know i'm sure for our listeners um Everyone has probably seen uh, something from Matterport. I was recently looking at, at houses and, and rental apartments, and I'd see it all the time and just thinking about uh, all the questions that I have for you for this interview. For, but for the listeners who don't know, tell us a little bit about Matterport. Yeah, so Matterport is a 3D platform and camera company. So we're, we're, you're absolutely right. We're known for virtual tours, 3D tours. You know, We are the gold standard in the industry. If you, go, if you ever bought a house or an apartment, or you try to rent one probably on many of these platforms, you've probably done a Matterport tour. It's just like the immersiveness of the experience is amazing. You know, we have the data that shows that houses are sold 30% faster, 10% higher cost if it has a Matterport tour. So, we, you know, the world is going 3D. 
But what people don't know about us and why I joined the company is just all the other industries where we're used. You know, we're used in facilities management, commercial real estate, retail, uh, museums. We're used in, in industrials. You know, some of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world right now who are working on some of these vaccines are using us to be able to scale their manufacturing floors because if they take a 3D model of it, they can then replicate it much quicker than trying to do it without one. So there's just amazing opportunity for it. And, and when I saw that, when I first started talking to Matterport, at the end of 2019, and I saw that vision that it wasn't just about being for real estate, there was much more that really excited me. You know, and when you think about what we're going after, we're going after trying to scan and turn every building in the world into a 3D model. There are more than 4 billion buildings, more than 20 billion spaces. Do you know how many web pages there are? About 2 billion. So there are more physical buildings in the world than there are web pages. And our goal is to have everyone have a 3D digital twin. That's crazy. You know, it's it's like, it reminds me of uh, when you learn that uh, there's more stars in the sky than grains of uh, of sand right, in the right. oceans, right? <laughs> it's like, it's one of those stats where you're just like, wow, that is so crazy. And it's just, it's so remarkable to think of how much of the inside of spaces is unmapped. I mean, it truly is like, you know, th- this completely unknown, massive amount of, you know, the earth that we have no idea what's there. And that's really important. <laughs> it's a, it's an extremely important mission. It's such an important mission because it gives everyone equal access, no matter who you are and where you are in the world to any space. If you want to go see the Louvre and you live in Singapore, you can do that. If you're poor and you live in some place and you want to go see a, a space or a, a site that you've never been able to go to, you can go experience that through the magic of of Matterport. And, you know, it sounds like you have some experience with it, but it's just so different than just seeing a static picture. The immersiveness of it is just wildly different. But not only that, once you have a 3D scan, the spatial data that you get is phenomenal. So if I want to suddenly go see, go tell me about all the, what's the average square footage of apartments in London? Now we have all the data. We can figure that out. How many light bulbs go into an average apartment in San Francisco? You can figure that out because you have all the spatial data. So it's not just about the 3D tour, which is what most people see, but it's about the spatial data that we're gathering for the physical world around us. So it's a massive opportunity. It's a massive market. The physical world, the built world, is a 200 plus trillion dollar opportunity to go go after. So very excited to to do that. And, And we're just getting started with this company. Yeah, I um, I've been a fan of, of the company for for a while. It's so cool, and I think that from the business standpoint, the use cases are endless. You know, and I think that you know, to your point about ROI, you know, looking you know as someone who's who's been shopping recently for places, when you see something that someone that uses Matterport, of course, that makes sense that it's it's a horror higher ROI to see the entire place with, um, in 3d, of course, you know, that's the case, but, but then you think about all of the other use cases and and we'll get into some of these in a little bit where, you know, as someone who grew up and spent 10 years in the army, like you just think of just how we use space and how we optimize space and like just all of the cost savings and different things that can go into that. There's, a, a very not to you know not to be flippant, but it's like the the world is is very dumb when it comes to physical spaces, right? It's not a smart world. We don't have data about the inside of buildings, and you can't optimize anything without data, you know. So, uh, anyways, you, you know what? You should come work for us, Ian. <laughs> I mean, you, you said it perfectly. No, it's absolutely right. There's there's 20 billion spaces in the world. Most of them are offline. They're underutilized. They're they're dumb spaces, basically. So you have no insight into when do windows need to be replaced? You know, how energy efficient are they? What what about remodeling this part of the the room to make it more spacious, open, and so on. There's so much you can do once you have that insight and data, and that's what we're working towards. Let's get to our first segment, the trust tree. With the knowledge you've been given, you are now on the inside of what I like to call the circle of trust. What, I thought we were in the trust tree in the nest, are we not? This is where you can go and feel honest and trusted and share those deepest, darkest demand gen secrets. So let's peel back the onion here. What is your demand gen strategy? Who are you going after? What are the industries? What are the personas? Who does Matterport sell to? So it's certainly evolving, but I'll tell you what it is right now. Right now, there's really three parts of our demand gen strategy. One is we're going after enterprise. 
and enterprise meaning really larger companies that want to have a digital twin of their physical spaces so they can optimize them for a number of different reasons. It could be for facilities management. It could be for store layouts. It could be for making sure that your brand is showing up consistently in all your locations. Uh, it could be for coronavirus safety. You know, make, there's a lot of companies right now using us for back to work. They want to scan all their offices and say, this is going to be the flow of how people are going to move through an office. This is where we're going to put hand sanitation stations. This is what, where we're going to put signage and so on. So there's so many use cases. A big one that, that popped up, uh, especially during this crisis that we've gone through recently was retail. You know, we had John Lewis in the UK, we had American Eagle, we had Cost Plus World Market, all putting their stores online with a 3D digital twin made from Matterport. And those digital twins, they've gone in and actually customized them using our API. So they've in, embedded e-commerce into those models. So as you're walking through the store, you can actually buy the products as well, which is really cool. So enterprise is, is big for us. Uh, something we're focusing on, we're, we're leaning heavily into ABM this year to really make sure that we're hitting the right people with the right message at the right time. Um, certainly working closely with sales on that. Number two is really more around SMB and online, uh, making sure that we have as much, you know, as easy of a way for our SMB customers and our small businesses as individual business, because we have a lot of individuals who use us as a, you know, they, they buy our camera and they go out and offer their services as well as a 3D kind of scanner and they take the photos and so on. So making sure that commerce is a big part of it and we take the friction out of doing business with us online. So and channel also by that extension is a really big part of our focus. So I would put those together, SMB channel uh, online, making sure that it's very easy to conduct business with us, no matter who you are, where you are in the world. We are operating in more than 150 countries today. Uh, so, so we have a pretty large footprint. And then finally, the newest one, which really became a new segment for us to focus on with the release of Matterport for iPhone was is prosumer. I wouldn't put us in the consumer category. We're not a consumer platform, but at the prosumer market for people who want to do house rentals, you want to rent out your house, maybe you put it on one of the platforms out there. You want to maybe sell your home. You want to maybe uh, get an insurance quote and send you, you know, instead of having an appraiser come out, you can do a digital twin and you can just send in a, a Matterport. If you want to remodel your home. You want to do decoration. You want to have some fun. I did tell you for my son's uh, 14th birthday in June, because we were in lockdown and he couldn't see his friends, we did a virtual escape room using Matterport. So we Matterported a couple of rooms. We put in some clues. We put in some clues. We did a Zoom session with his friends, and then they all had to go and unlock all the clues in order to escape. And it was really fun. So there's so many use cases. I, I would consider that prosumer uh, to make people realize what they can do with Matterport using just a smartphone. I think the perception is probably that has been that you needed a, maybe an expensive camera or you had to go buy equipment. The fact that you can now just use the phone in your pocket is a game changer. So when we released Matterport for iPhone earlier in the year, it completely changed the trajectory of the company as well. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, we're going to dive super into that capability because I, I think, you know, it's always great when, when you're a, a software company and technology catches up, hardware catches up. And I'm sure that, you know, you were following along with all of these new iPhone releases, like, oh man, these cameras are, are this is great. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the new one that has LiDAR, right, uh, which is great, makes it even so the precision becomes much more accurate when you have LiDAR. And so all the, I assume all the phones in the next couple of years are going to get LiDAR, right? Right now it's just in the high-end iPhone 12 Pro, but it's going to soon be in all of them. Yeah, well, so, and we'll, we'll talk to prosumer stuff because uh, that's, I love that term and, uh, and we'll talk that in a second here because I think it speaks to, you know, how complex kind of marketing is at Matterport when you have such distinct kind of uh, personas and segments there that are, that are so different. So from a demand gen standpoint, you mentioned a bunch of different industries. You mentioned a bunch of different use cases within those industries. Who are the people? Who are the? What are their positions? Who are the people that you're selling to? Because it seems like there's a lot of different types of people and roles that could be using the product. There is, which is both fun and also the challenge of it. So there's there's two ways we look at it. Every building on planet Earth has what we call a building life cycle. It has to be designed, it has to be built, it has to then be operated, then it has to be promoted, then it has to be insured, and then it has to be managed. So there's like six or seven distinct areas that a building goes through. 
And so you can market on the use cases. Those are very common for pretty much every building type has those use cases. They might maybe remove one or two, but pretty much all of them has goes through them. They all have to be designed, built, operated, managed, and so on. Even your home or your apartment has to go through those. So that's one lens of doing it. And so we have use cases and we have marketing campaigns for all those lenses if you're searching for, for those use cases. The second one is certainly on industries. So going after certain industries, and this is something there where we're growing our capabilities here in 2021 is being much more specific around what we can do for certain industries like retail, insurance, manufacturing. We, we have uh, pharmaceuticals, for example, uh, it's, it's really becoming big for us. Commercial real estate. You know, I first was introduced, honestly, to, uh, to Matterport when I was at WeWork. You know, I was the chief marketing officer over at WeWork going through that crazy ride. And we were starting to use Matterport because you know, it's very, it was very time consuming for WeWork employees to walk people through and give them tours of a space all the time. That was one of the most uh, time consuming things of all. And it just meant there was less time. And you had always people coming into our offices and they wanted to get a tour. And we just thought, well, if we can just put the tour online. We can cut down that cost and we can actually make it much more self-service. And it's also more delightful experience for the end customer, because instead of them having to go visit 10 different offices, they can get a feel for all the offices just by doing it online. So we were starting to ramp up the usage of Matterport, and I was introduced to it there. So commercial real estate is obviously big. And then, of course, let's not forget residential real estate is a big, big focus for us still, because Red, you know, Redfin uses us a lot, Realtor.com. We have all these partnerships, but we're just scratching the surface. I mean, it's still a small fraction of all the homes that are listed, both in the U.S. and EMEA and APAC, that still have a virtual tour. And we have all the data that says you will sell your home faster and at a higher cost if you have a Matterport tour. So it's a no-brainer. If I could tell you... It's such a no-brainer. If you could sell your house for $1.1 million instead of $1 million, if you have a Matterport tour, it's like, duh, of course you're going to do it, Right. But so many don't. I mean, it's absolutely maddening. And um, uh, and I think it, it speaks to, you know, a business case that, you know, if you were to if you were to sit down with every single realtor in America and just be like, here's here's the ROI, go look at it. Well, it's funny. So my my realtor, it was uh, is like a, t- you know, top in the area. I've known her for my whole life. And uh, and it's funny because she uses every single tool at her disposal. And, and it kind of speaks to a, lot of, a larger trend, not just in real estate, but in industries like real estate where they were not the most tech forward. They were not, that, that's just not how, the, the currency of real estate was, well, you have to be there, right? No one would buy a home without looking at it, without going there. That, that would be crazy. You, you know, all of those things. And now, you know, with COVID, it accelerated their digital agenda. And now people were buying houses sight unseen. They were like, yep, yep, this is good. And so there's this shift of, you know, again, turning these dumb buildings into smart buildings to understand, you know, what it's like that some of these buyers aren't as sophisticated with technology as perhaps we would we would like them to be. So how do you think about marketing to those folks? Because I almost think of the persona as like the super tech savvy you know, person in manufacturing versus the non-tech savvy person in manufacturing, that the sales process for that and the marketing process would be completely different, potentially. You nailed it. It's, it is completely different. And there's some complexity that I've learned just coming into this industry is, uh, you know, it's not just about working with the big tech firms or real estate firms. It's also the individual agents have to also learn about you. And most of them, to your point, they have to adopt it and they figure out. And this is what we're trying to do with, with, and say with Matterport for iPhone, you know, that now it's accessible to all of you. And so every single listing that you have should have a Matterport. So, so you're right, the, the messaging is well, very different. You know, it's, it's really about storytelling. For some of the more tech savvy ones, you want to get into the conversation as quickly as you can about the benefits of using this, you know, the and how easy it is and how it can scale and so on. For some of the ones who are more new to this, I think if you just saw a Matterport tour and you didn't know how it was done, you would think it was like next-gen technology. Somebody, you know, it's a big organization did this. And the fact when I say you can do this, your, your, your phone, it's like mind-blowing. So there's a, a level of storytelling to talk about the ease of which how this is done. And this is one of the things that we're focusing on, especially for our prosumer audience, because we want to get both the bottoms up, which I consider the prosumer, and the top down. So the top down, they go through their due diligence. They look at various different you know, uh, technology companies out there, and then they, they, they do it, you know, a POC and all those things. 
And there's lots of meetings and you have to map out that journey. But for the prosumer, it's it's much more simple. Can you get them to you know understand what it is that they can benefit from instantly? And then can they get, in, get them to try it? We know, you know from our data that if you can get somebody to try it, it makes the product much more sticky. You know? And so we are trying to get people into the app as quickly as we can and get them to scan a space. And you know, our app is evolving and it's becoming easier and easier. But that's where you know, we, we don't try to sell to consumers because we're not a consumer-grade platform yet. You know, someday, could we be it? Maybe. One of the things that, that excites me so much about the possibilities of Matterport is we're one of the most visually appealing things I've ever worked with in my life. You know, I've worked with some great tech companies. Uh, Salesforce was awesome and Box and LinkedIn. This is the first company I'll tell you, Ian, when I told my 14-year-old son and I showed him, he's like, Dad, this is so cool. I'm like, okay, so you didn't think Salesforce was cool or you didn't think uh, Box was cool or LinkedIn. And so I have an opportunity, I feel, here to really change the storytelling game completely uh, and the demand game because we, we can show up in ways on these platforms through our visual storytelling that no other platform can. And in, in other companies, always imagine this. I don't have to imagine with Matterport. Just show. I always want to show the product. Yeah. I, so I was going to, uh, for listeners who, who haven't checked it out, go to matterport.com and check out their homepage. I was going to say that your video demo uh, or hero image uh, or hero video on the website is like one of the best examples of show not tell marketing where it's like, this is such, I like instantly you get the product in like 15 seconds and it's so cool. So listeners check that out, but you're right. You do have an advantage. You're, you're a company that does, you know, 3d, 3d software. So clearly your videos are going to be really cool and, uh, and really interesting. And it's, you know, I always think of you, Scott, Scott Holden is one of my heroes. I know you had him on your podcast. Oh yeah. My guy, my best, one, one of my best friends. I love that guy. He's one of the best marketers in the world. We work together at market Trust. And he's working with really complex technology and he's doing a phenomenal job doing storytelling around something that's not that easy to always show, right? And I think it's just like, I bow down to his storytelling abilities. It's really great because I have like so much to work with at Matterport, you know? I can go show a yacht that was scanned or a penthouse or a museum or something. And it's just like, you, you see it, you get it instantly. Like, oh, this is what it is. That's powerful. Um, so I feel very blessed, very fortunate. So let's talk about the prosumer uh, campaign that you did. So you roll out uh, Matterport for iPhone. What goes into a campaign like this? This is you know the the first one of of this this size and scale for your prosumer audience that you'd done to this point, right? I mean, you hadn't really launched something like this. We hadn't launched anything like this at all. So I'll, I'll give you. Let me set the stage a little bit. So I came in at the end of March during the pandemic. So I haven't met my team. I haven't met anybody in person. We were in complete lockdown. And the team was lean and we were lacking, I think, some key players in the team. We're lacking some product marketing capabilities and so on. And then, you know, we had this vision to launch Matterport for iPhone at the end of 2020. The pandemic hit. We made an executive call, said, OK, this is our opportunity to not let a crisis go to waste. We have all these people who are sitting at home. Let's give them something to do. Let's release Matterport for iPhone, even though it's an early beta. It's maybe a little rough. Uh, but we want to get it out in the hands of everybody. Let's build an awesome campaign around it. And so, you know, we sprinted from that moment in time. We've made the decision in early April and said a month later, we want to have this out in the market. So we had to go build a full campaign that was completely different than anything we'd done before. And I was still starting to get to know the leadership team and my own team. And we were doing all this remotely. Uh, and we decided to shoot an awesome hero video, which you can find on YouTube. We shot it with a crew uh, in Vietnam, but we had producers in San Francisco. It's just like the, the, the magic just all had to come together, and it did. And the video is like an Apple-esque commercial. We actually worked with the team who put together a lot of the Apple commercials called Entropic. They're a phenomenal team. Um, and so we worked with them on putting together our hero video, which we, we said would be with the centerpiece of what we would push out there. We've never done anything like this. It was very consumer-esque friendly, again, more in like looks nearly like an Apple commercial to show how easy it is to actually go through this with a smartphone. And then we had to put together our digital strategy. We had to put together our communication strategy for all our customers that we had at that point in time. So we had to think about all of it. And, and a big part of this, the biggest part probably was our communication strategy to the world. Like how are we going to launch this in a way that makes people pay attention um, and come out with a, a bold statement uh, that, you know, now suddenly we've revolutionized and democratized 3D for everyone. Uh, 
So that was the goal. And we launched on May the 4th, which we picked on purpose because it's a nerdy Star Wars day. May the 4th be with you. So we launched on that day. And in the first week of us launching Matterport for iPhone, we had more account signups than we did in the first eight years of being in business. So it hit all the right KPIs. It's because we went all in. You know, I, I, I'm very much at the mindset of if you're going to do something, you go all in or you don't do it at all. I'm, I'm not a big fan of has, half-assing campaigns or launches. I've done a few in my career and I always regret it. This one, we went all in. The team worked their ass off and we've actually won quite a few awards for, for this campaign as well. Because what we did was we basically blanketed the earth in a short period of time with this message of what was possible. And we got people to sign up and download the app and try it out and then share it. And the new message that we were coming out with at that point in time was not just about uh, the fact that you could do a 3D scan, but that it was fun to do and you could share it and it would add real value to your life at that moment in time. Because again, we were just like all getting used to this lockdown. You needed something to do. Maybe you scan your office and you share it with your colleagues and friends who get closer to them. So there was all these interesting angles we were trying to lean in on. And the result was, was again, you know, phenomenal from an account sign-up perspective. Our CEO got on, on lots of different business TV, got on Fox Business News, CNBC. So it really did, did the trick. And, and we've just, since then, you know, we have uh, seen our subscriber growth just go through the roof. And, and, and of course, we knew, we had, we had a hunch it was going to happen, but it was a big risk pulling a release in that early and putting that much firepower behind it. But um, but we went heavy after the prosumer. That was the whole point of this launch was let's get out of this uh, notion that people think of us as a 3D company that's hard to use, that's expensive. Let's show them that we're not. And so when you were targeting for this campaign, were you going like really broad, like intentionally broader than your than your customer base to try to get like a lot of engagement and a lot of people like using it? Or were you still targeting like your enterprise buyer? No, we were going much broader than the enterprise buyer, that's for sure. Um, but the use cases we're trying to show was we we're trying to show more that it was not just for uh, consumer use. We, it's a very like fine line to balance because you, you don't want to show that you don't want to say you're consumer because I think it think, brings a different expectation from a user perspective. I mean, well, it's not a business. Consumers are not businesses, right? I mean, well, I guess we are, but <laughs> but yeah. It's been blurring for the last couple of years anyway. The, the line between prosumer and consumer has been blurring a lot for the last couple of years. And I think coronavirus, with all, all of us being at home in front of a computer, made it blur even more. It's very blurry. Like, when do you put on your your work persona and when do you put on your business persona, uh, your, your, your home life persona? So when do you put on one persona versus the other? And so we knew that was happening. And so the, the thesis was absolutely about, well, how can we get people to experience Matterport in the, the space that they're inhabiting today, which is their home or their apartment or wherever they live, to realize what's possible so they'll take it in and use it for work, for their small business, for their enterprise potentially. So it was very much trying to balance that up. So if you, if you, if you look at the launch video and some of the launch messaging, it, it is nearly consumer-esque in its look and feel, but the message is about what's possible for you in your business orientation. Like you can use this for all these different use cases. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love the the copy around there's never been a better time to Matterport your space. Um, I love the idea of a campaign that um, touches multiple different, you know, types of people, but that an enterprise, you know, if somebody, I mean, I don't know if you have the, the stats on this, but if someone who could potentially buy your product from an enterprise level were to use Matterport for iPhone and, and Matterport their their own home, I can't imagine what that engagement would do to the sales cycle, like once they've already used the product once. So, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense, you know, like you do the envelope math and you're like, if we can get people actually using it and loving it, you know, clearly if we can do it for your home, then we can do it for space 50 times bigger. Well, so I, I, we're a private company, so I can't share all the numbers. I'll just, I mean, we, this was a rocket ship year for us. I mean, we were just in, in massive growth. And a lot of it came from Matterport for iPhone for exactly the reason that you said. So many people tried it out and we just saw massive uptick in businesses coming to us, you know, and especially a, a lot of enterprises came to us because of that. So, so it was a, 
it's a great way of really like seeding the market with a product that everybody can use. Um, and, you know, and we haven't even released it for Android yet, which is still 80% of the market. Right. And so when that comes out, you know, we're going to, we're going to see a lot more. Um, so, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot more to come on it, but we learned a lot as well from that, that launch and the whole like messaging of what works and what doesn't work, you know, just being crisper in, in the use cases is one thing we learned and making it obvious from the first interaction, the value you're going to get from this. So again, storytelling, but you know, still we won a bunch of awards, really proud of what we did, but still, still more to come. But I think it's also, you know, it's a classic case of fight where you can win, right? Is like if you're a marketer, you have to use the thing that only your company has to your advantage. You know, to your point about Scott Holden earlier, when in the first episode of Demand Gen Visionaries, which if our listeners haven't checked it out, go listen to that episode because he's great. You know, like one of the things that he does as he's talking to people is like pull up ThoughtSpot as the CMO and be like, oh, here, I'll just search, search some data here really, really quick, like while we're sitting here. And like, those are the type of things where only he has that ability because of the way that ThoughtSpot's product is. So if you put that into sales conversations, if you put that into, into your marketing, it's like only you can, can do that. And I think that's what's so cool about Matterport is like, we can put the technology in your hands, no matter where you are, then we should do that, right? And then we should we should put campaigns around that. We should we should market around the capacity um, and get it get it into people's hands. That's right. And, and we thought about like this is our like Zoom Slack moment, you know, to get in as a prosumer, right? <laughs> I, yeah, totally. I was just gonna say that. It's I was just gonna say it's like your freemium model, um, but it's way it's way easier to upsell this freemium model than it would be something where it's like you know they're going to demo a software that's like you know for a single license you know single license going to just because Ian likes a license for a software doesn't mean that you know five thousand employees of a company will but for this it that person could be the end buyer right for sure for sure and and one of the, you're exactly right. And you know, we also still sell the gold standard in, in 3D cameras, right? And so we were also very mindful of, you don't want to like cannibalize that. And we did, we'd never launched a, a smartphone offering before. So like, would it cannibalize? And it didn't. Actually, we sold more cameras last year than in like the many years prior to that. So it was, it was because exactly what you said, people would try it and then they'd say, this is great, but I need something that's higher quality because you're never going to get as higher quality on a smartphone that doesn't have a tripod that's, that shoots maybe about 20, 25 megapixels versus a special built camera that's 150 megapixel that has LiDAR and all kinds of stuff. If you want to scan an amazing apartment, a house, a full retail store, factory floor, you want to have the best, right? Of course, if you want to do a small room, a smartphone is totally fine. If you want to do a small shop, we have many small shops. Actually, our number one model for uh, Matterport for iPhone is a shop in Chile that's been viewed just tens of thousands of times. There's a small shop owner put their store online using Matterport for iPhone. They just went in and did it and they tacked it up with some e-commerce and now they're using it in these times to, to sell more. So for small spaces, for quick and easy scans, it's great. And that's what we've been, been proving to do but we still want to get them into the journey. So to, to your point, it is, our free, it is our version of a freemium. Get them into the funnel, but get them to realize what's possible so they can either upgrade to the SaaS plan or to the, uh, the Pro 2 camera. Yeah, and it unlocks the functionality of the premium product, which is what I love so much about it, is like, hey, this is what you'll have access to, but imagine all of this what you have, the same user experience, the same ease of use, the same, uh, the same quality, except we're going to make the camera way better. We're going to make the experience, you know, more, uh, more enterprise. No, it's great. I love it. This is, uh, it's, it's a really, really cool campaign. All right, let's get to the playbook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. This is where you open up that playbook and talk about the tactics that help you win. What are your three channels or tactics that are your uncuttable budget items for 2020? Number one is our digital channels. So we spend a lot of money on our various digital platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, Google, uh, absolutely uncuttable. That's number one. We, we get still the majority of our business comes through those channels. And it's shifting over time as, as we're, we're doing more enterprise. But for now, that's definitely a, a key channel for me. Social media marketing is so key, especially, as I said earlier, we have one of the most visually stunning 
products in the world. And so for me, being able to showcase that on all the great social platforms, we get so much engagement on Instagram, on uh, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Facebook, you name it. And so we boost a lot of those posts as well. And you no, know, so we both have the, the the campaigns that go out, which is the number one thing I mentioned. But we also have a lot of just organic posts that we then boost either from ourselves or from our users, because our users are also posting a lot of this stuff. So our social channels are are key. And then number three is I would say customer stories. It's something I've been trying to invest in heavily. You know, in the majority of companies that I've seen or work with in Silicon Valley, a lot of them have better storytelling sometimes. Not all the time, but then they, then they have products, if we're honest. I think with Matterport, it's actually the reverse. We Our product is is amazing, but our storytelling has been lacking a little bit. And so I'm investing a lot in storytelling, especially customer storytelling. I think nobody tells the story of what's possible with Matterport than our customers. So investing in figuring out the right customer stories, promoting them across all our different channels, getting them into the press, getting them into media is really, really important for us, but it takes investment. So that's, that's the third one. Yeah. I, I want to dive into a little bit of, of your, the boosting of posts. Cause we haven't heard that one before. Uh, and then, and then we'll get into, uh, the customer stories for boosting posts. I'm curious because this is something that I'm sure you get a lot of, of interest from a, from a beauty of the image, from a, you know, that sort of thing. I'm curious how that ties into like the enterprise sales motion, because sometimes you see those posts on social media, you know, when you have a product like this, that is beautiful and stunning and, you know, creates really good imagery online that the salespeople might end up feeling like, okay, yeah, that's cool. People are talking about us, but I want them to, I want them to be talking about why they want to buy us. Just curious how you look at that. I think it comes back to the earlier discussion around the blurring lines. I mean, people's personas, they, they, I, I always hesitate to put people into just one category of who they are. I think it's too one-dimensional. Uh, I, I think most people have multiple personas. So, of course, we go out, we push stories, and we boost these stories that showcase you know, spaces that you wouldn't expect so large spaces, you know, massive retail stores, massive commercial spaces, massive offices, and so on. So you get the sense suddenly of what's possible with the Matterport. And some of them are us posting it and boosting it. Other times it's customers themselves. Like one of my friends, he's the CEO of a, a company in the UK, and they were using us for uh, back to work here during the, the coronavirus. And he posted it on Twitter and we went in and said, this is great. So we, we boosted that example. And so going in, because that was a business example, because you're right, a lot, a lot of what, again, I'm trying to get the, the mind, the perception away from us being either j- just for real estate. You know, I think that was kind of an old perception. So it's about what stories you show, what models you show. We call our spaces models uh, or spaces. So but what, what are we showing to people? And when they see some of this, they go, oh my God, I didn't know you, you can do that. Or I always thought of it as kind of like this one dimensional thing or this, this, this very targeted thing for homes, but actually it's much more. So a big campaign we've done recently, uh, we want to help the world open up schools more safely. And we think Matterport can be a key player in that. And we have many schools now around the world who've said, we want to Matterport the space to give the parents the confidence of how they're going to send this, their kids back, we're going to get the teachers the confidence. And we also educate the kids on how they're going to move through the space. So they're going to use a Matterport. But they see a lot of this. A lot of them have come inbound to us because they've seen models of big schools we've been posting on our social channels. Because a lot of these teachers or parents are on the social channels and they go tell their schools or principals and so on, we need to use this for our school. So there's many diff- different ways of looking at it. And we, uh, to be honest, we haven't figured it all out yet. I don't want to give that perception. We're still experimenting a lot. And we're experimenting a lot with influencers as well. I'll tell you, we just hired a guy on TikTok, for example. Again, another great visual medium. And I'm still kind of new to TikTok. So we hired a guy. We paid him just 500 bucks uh, to like do a, a video of Matterport for iPhone. And how. He, and he did gave some voiceover. He was really he did a really good job. It's already got about sixty five thousand views, you know, just or, you know, like views, which is great. And we've already just from that alone have had um, more MQLs than we've had from any other campaign. Now, I don't know if they're going to convert yet. That's that's still, still too early. It's only been like a week or so. But just the amount of people who've come to our website and signed up 
has been phenomenal. So I'm, we're testing a lot. It's a, it's a big part of it. The social strategy, we are, I think we are posting a lot of great content and we're trying to post more business content, but even for prosumers who are at home right now, but we're also experimenting with a lot of different tactics there as well. Yeah. It's just really tough, right? It's just tough to do both. Like it really is. And it is really is. It really and, is. And yeah. so much of social media is about engagement, right? It's about like actually engaging with, with other people, not just, you know, that posting and posting and posting. And that's why, you know, the boosting posts I thought was a really interesting thing because, you know, your product is so visual and you have that, you know, advantage there. Um, and getting people into that kind of like bottom up, get in the product, you know, use it, use it for iPhone. It's both, it's both the, the, the benefit and the luxury and also honestly, and a little bit of the curse of having a platform that's so wide. Cause you're right. It makes it tough sometimes exactly the story. Did you want to tell for the right person at that point in time? But I mean, I get so many inbound just to my email from my friends who said, Hey, you know, I was looking at this house and then I thought, maybe can we use this for my school or can we use this in my office to like scan the office or, Hey, you know, I, I was speaking to a friend who's about to uh, open a new store. They'd like to, I thought maybe he can use Matterport. I'm like, so it just sparks so many ideas all the time, which is, it's awesome, which is, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, cause you could see that you could see how, you know, let's say the VP of facilities at a fortune 500, you know, is on and sees, you know, sees one of the images that you have or the videos that you have of like, you know, the world explore, you know, world treasures in Sao Paulo or something like that. Right. And they can go and see you know, all of this art in Sao Paulo. And this is this cool thing. But at the end of the day, does that person just see all that stuff and go, oh, that's really cool. Or do they make the connection that like, Hey, the same company that does all of that can also, you know, do that for our facilities. And then, you know, hey, maybe I'll go check out the website. Is kind of that that next that jump, right? I mean, you've hit the uh, the the nail on the head. I mean, that is the eternal marketing question: Can you get the right message to the right person at exactly the right time? It's super hard to do, and and we try. And a lot of times, you're right. Those moments of inspiration will spark an idea in somebody's head that they can do something that they hadn't thought of before, but not always. And it's not as much as I'd like, honestly. I mean, like, so you, to your point, somebody seeing, I mean, like, for example, Microsoft's recruitment center up in Seattle has a great Matterport scan. It's awesome. They, I think they share it with a lot of their recruits. Like that would be perfect to get in front of all HR people everywhere, you know, but it's not always, it's not, right. But it's not always that easy because every, part of selling your company to a new candidate is to sell your culture, right? So you want to show what it's like to be there and so on. And so, yeah, I mean, there's, the, the world is my oyster, which is great, but also a little challenging sometimes. Totally. So, <laughs> so once those people get to your website, like how do you view your website? What's the driver there? What are you, what are you thinking about as, as you pull that traffic uh, onto the website? Where, how are you focusing? I mean, the website for us is, is so key, you know, and so we've put a lot of effort into it. When, when I came in, in in March, I think we talked way too much about ourselves. It was very much like, look at how great we are, how great our technology is. And we are really strong in our technologies. Like I said, you know, we're one of those like hidden gems. It's why I joined the company. And now I'm trying to tell the story of like what's possible. I'm trying to have a much more human tone. I'm trying to have much more of our customers featured and showcase what they're using us for and i'm trying to optimize the flow so it's still i would say it's come a long way since i joined and but there's still more work to go and to to do to do and just in terms of the flow of of the experience as well but I, I we've certainly optimized it a lot and so to me the website is where it all starts you know this is the first impression that anybody's going to get and especially with something like us so the first thing you see has to be so appealing that you want to know, know more and like you said you know we have a great video top of the front page that showcases exactly in like 10, 15 seconds what's possible with Matterport. And so you kind of already then can make a decision whether or not you want to learn more. And, you know, our, our uh, bounce rate is very, very low, right? Because people stay and they get they explore more. And so, yeah, to me, the website is key. Um, but you know, one of the things I'm that I want to lean into here in 2021 is just optimizing the commerce flow a little bit more because we do sell a lot of cameras on our website as well. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of great examples out there in the industry that I think we can learn from. And I'm, I'm eager to get into that this year. OK, let's get to our next segment, the dust up. Uh-oh. Here comes trouble. You may have heard that there was a dust up involving yours truly. And now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. And it is getting really ugly because we've got punches and kicks. 
Dust Up is a segment where we talk about healthy tension, whether that's with your board, your sales team, your competitors, or anyone else. Have you had a memorable dust up in your career? Um, I mean, who hasn't really? Uh, I don't think you've survived two decades in Silicon Valley without a dust up or two. So yeah, I've had a few. I've had a few uh, at Box. Uh, I had one where uh, my boss who was also one of my best friends had to let me go because the company was downsizing that was tough you know we had certainly that was that was a mini dust up i would say it was more emotional than it was angry but that fractured our relationship a little bit i had one at uh, at salesforce when i was head of product marketing for uh one of our products called chatter over there that was kind of my baby and uh my boss was craig swensrud who is just one of the best marketers in the world. I know he's a CEO of, of Qualified now, which is an awesome company that we use um, at Matterport too. But uh, it was right before our launch of Chatter to the world. And I remember we had this meeting and we were going through the status of the launch. And I was walking through kind of the customers we were going to have on stage to validate how important and significant this product launch was to the world. And he just kind of looked at me when it was a big room with a lot of people in there, a lot of very important people who were thinking about all the different a- angles of the launch, PR and analysts and demand gen. And he's like, that's the best you can do. That's what he said. <laughs> it just really called me out in front of everyone. And I was both like upset and I was angry and I was embarrassed, you know, <laughs> by all of this, but also knew he did it because he wanted it to be better and he wanted me to be better. And this is one of the like the superpowers of Craig is, you know, he he pushes people to be the best version of themselves. And he made me a better marketer. And I ended up, I went out because our launch was about a week later and I hustled my ass off. It was like one of the craziest weeks of my life. Uh, but it was tense. You know, we were sitting in that meeting and I was angry. He was pissed because he was like, you know, his, he, he thought his neck was on the line for this launch. And here we are kind of screwing it up. So it was like a tense week, but it made me better, you know, and, it, and we ended up making the launch into a massive success. And it's because I think he pushed me and, and he, he was straight with me. He didn't like hide it away or try to sugarcoat it. So it was, it was uncomfortable and tense, but it made me better. And so I appreciate him for that. That's awesome. Well, I, Craig must use the, uh, the kid gloves with, uh, they're obviously the, the, uh, you know, the sponsors of this show and, uh, he must just give us a lot more leash, um, <laughs> when, as we're creating this, Craig and Sean, great people. Uh, yeah, I know. We always talk about Craig, not enough about Sean, shout out to Sean as well. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get into our, our quick hits here. These questions are quick and easy, quick questions, quick answers, just like conversational marketing with qualified.com. Qualified prospects are on your website right now. Talk to them quickly with qualified.com. Well, you use the products. <laughs> you, you, uh, I don't need yeah. to tell you, but for our listeners, go to qualified.com, learn more. Conversational marketing is, uh, is, is a must, must invest spot for everybody in 2021. Uh, go check them out, qualified.com. Quick hits. Robin, are you ready? I'm ready. Number one. What is your New Year's resolution? All right, Ian, I have two. Number one is get better at Catan so I won't get my kicked by my son. <laughs> so that's number one. He's really good at board games. Number two is to make up for missing a marathon last year. So I made a commitment to myself uh, many years ago that I would run a marathon every year. And I've because of the coronavirus, I didn't do one last year. So I'm going to do two this year. And I've already signed up for my first. Let's hope it happens and it doesn't get shut down. But that's my second one. You owe you owe the world a a, uh, a marathon. <laughs> I, I do. Okay, so if you were to have one guest uh, join us on on our next episode of this podcast, but it could be anyone in history, mm-hmm. uh, who would you who would you want on on and to interview? I would say uh, probably Steven Spielberg. Ooh, good one. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of movies. I lo- I'm a big movie nerd. I love storytelling. I think he's one of the best. He makes both entertaining and emotional movies, and I can't think of a bad movie he's made. He's made some mediocre movies, but he hasn't made some bad, but he's also made some great ones. Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, Indiana Jones, E.T., you name it, the list goes on. He's a phenomenal storyteller, and I think there's so much marketing to be learned from his storytelling abilities. And the way he structures the, the movies, that's the other thing. He's so good at getting... Uh, putting sponsored content in the in the movies people don't realize like how much of that happens et drinks a coors yellow belly in, in <laughs> et he drinks a beer 
It's like so that, true. That's what helped pay for a lot of those movies is that Spielberg was so on it with product placement um, that he could go and, and, and afford to have these huge budgets because he was putting all sorts of product placement in his movies. Sharp guy. I love that. That's a great answer. Okay, so do you have a hobby uh, that, uh, that you picked up last year? Well, I picked up Catan, so I'm trying to get better at this freaking game. It's it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be, you know. So we picked up Catan, and that, that's been a fun thing to do. Um, and then I'm also just trying to read more. I'm trying to get back into it. I, I You know, I, it's been so busy, so I'm just trying to read a lot more books. And I honestly, when I read, I read mostly uh, fiction just because I want to be inspired. I spend, I'm so busy reading, doing work, or and then when I'm, I read a lot of articles, listen to a lot of podcasts. So when I want to escape and get inspired, I read a lot of fiction. So I'm trying to get more into that. I do the same thing. Uh, same thing. Not as much reading, but a lot of uh, a lot of watching. You know, all the all the premium shows to try to get inspired. Because I think that that's the thing with business, with especially with marketing and B two B stuff. You got to be inspired by other types of of content. You're like, how do they tell this story? How do I reverse engineer something like this? Because otherwise, you just get you get that kind of like you you keep seeing this and especially you know you've been in a lot of the the you know the the premier companies like Salesforce and others that that kind of wrote the book on on how to do a lot of B2B marketing so you kind of just get that like are we just going to run the same plays over again or should we should we be inspired that's that's always I, I think you nailed it. I mean, that's one of my like pieces of advice to, to people who want to come into come into a new role or want to be CMOs. Like, don't reuse the old playbook. You got to experiment a lot, and you got to try anything. I love Chris Chris Nolan's one of my favorite filmmakers. You know, Inception is a great movie. Tenet, I just saw it. I thought it was really fascinating. But Inception, think about it. It starts with the old guy washing up on shore, and then they have like an interaction, and then suddenly it cuts to the present, and then it's like. Um, well, let's talk. Let's now. We're going to show you in the movie how we got to that point that we just showed you in the beginning. So it plays with storytelling and timelines. Lots to be learned from that in marketing. Like maybe you do a little bit of like upfront showing the end result and the teasing of it, and then you get to like, well, here's how the sausage is made. And I think that's there's so much we there's so much we can learn from from movies. Look at House Hunters. Look at all those mm-hmm. shows. Look at all yeah. the reality TV shows and all that. There's a reason why that stuff is so addicting. It's like, you know, where you're like, I don't care about these people or this house or this, you know, beachfront pop property that they're trying <laughs> to buy for $200,000. Like, I don't care about any of this stuff, but I want to see the freaking remodel at the end of this thing. Um, and it, it makes absolutely no sense. So, um, that's right. That's right. Um, anywho. All right. Well, you jumped on my, what, what's your best piece of advice for, for a CMO trying to figure out demand gen, but, uh, but what would it be? It would be, uh, experiment like crazy. You know, I mean, it's great if you have some learnings and some, some ideas of what you want to do, but if you have a playbook, honestly, it's probably outdated already. Try new platforms, try new messagings, test, measure, learn, improve. That's the way forward. Robin, this has been absolutely awesome having you on the show. Thanks so much for uh, for joining. Everybody should check out Matterport.com. Uh, I, so I haven't done it. I'm going to do it today. Maybe not today, but I'm going to do it this weekend. We just moved into a new place. So we're going to we're gonna try to, to get all set up. I have the right iPhone. We're good to go. I'll let you know how it goes. Everybody else should do it too. Check it out. Um, any final thoughts? Anything to plug? Um, I would just say, you know, I'm excited to be here. So thank you for having me on. You know, it's great coming in from Denmark to be maybe your first one of your first international guests. I'm not sure. Maybe it's certainly your first Danish guest would be my guest. Yeah, I think you I think you are the first Danish guest for sure. I don't know about international. We'd have to. Well, Lilo is Scottish, but um, Lilo is Scottish. That's true. That's true. I just heard that one. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. Uh, I would just say my final piece of advice is just you know, a marketing career is supposed to be fun. Have some fun with it and lean into it. You know, it's not going to always going to be easy, but it should always be an adventure. Totally. Couldn't agree more. Thanks again for joining. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, Ian. ManGen Visionaries is brought to you by our friends at Qualified.com, a conversational marketing company that's on a mission to transform the way B2B companies sell. Go to Qualified.com to learn more.